Hi, this is Melissa with Mixin' Some Magic. Welcome to my podcast. Hi, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. So much exciting stuff to tell you today. And later on, I have my friend Miley from the Unseen Magic who is going to be joining me. And we're going to be talking about all the unseen magic at Disneyland during the holidays, all the little hidden details and things that you can easily miss when you're rushing from attraction to attraction, but that are there and are absolutely magical when you are looking for them. But first, let's talk Disney news. Huge, huge, huge news. Disney Genie launches today. I'm recording this Wednesday, December 8th. So today, Disney Genie begins at Disneyland, which is exciting for some people, upsetting for other people. There's lots of mixed feelings out there, but I'm excited about it. I like learning new things. I think it will be a good thing overall, especially for people who don't visit the parks very often so that they can experience more while they are there. So Lots of exciting things happening. I <laughs> get to be there tomorrow. I'm leaving tomorrow morning, spur of the moment trip, flying to Disneyland. I'm going to hop into the parks just for a little while. When I get there in the afternoon, check out Genie Plus. Then I'm going to be attending Marius Nights tomorrow night. And then Friday morning, I'll get up super early, head over to California Adventures do genie plus over there try it out for a few more hours and then i'm flying home super fast trip it was totally spur of the moment um my cousin was going for marius nights and she was going with her sister her sister wasn't able to make it so she had an extra ticket and i was able to jump in and go with her and i'm really excited i didn't think i would be back at disneyland till the end of january but here i am going back to disneyland just a week or so after I got home and I'm really excited about it and I'm especially excited that this just happens to be when Genie Plus is launching and that I can try it out. Um, I know that me trying it out this next couple of days won't be like a true test of how it actually is going to work because everybody is going to be trying it out. There's going to be glitches and, you know, like little things that need to be worked out before it's running smoothly. And so I think it'll be probably a few months before we actually see the true value of it or the not so much value of it. What's the opposite of that word? I don't know. Anyway, we'll be able to see if it's valuable or not within, I think it'll take a couple of months to be able to see that or see how it works and kind of get the feel for it. But I'm excited to be able to test it out for you. I've heard mixed reviews about Genie Plus at Disney World. Um, I've heard that it's a little complicated to use, which is frustrating, especially the free part is complicated to use. So anyway, I'm going to be looking at both of them as closely as I can in the short amount of time that I'm there. And I will be back to give you my full report and honest assessment next week. So follow along in my story so you can see what's going on. There's rain scheduled, scheduled, nobody schedules the rain. There's rain forecasted in for my trip on Thursday for Marius Nights. So it's supposed to be rainy all day Thursday and cold. So I'm going in prepared for that. I'll be bringing my rain suit. I literally have a rain suit that I bought for Disneyland a few years ago. 
it's like a thick it's not I wouldn't even call it a poncho it's like a thin tarp so a thick poncho or a thin tarp it has pants and a jacket full hood it's legit it cost me 20 bucks on Amazon and it was such a great purchase I haven't used it since I used it at Disneyland a few years ago but when I used it it saved our trip I bought them for my mother-in-law and I and my girls and it saved our trip and then we brought our snow boots because we live in Utah we don't have rain boots but we have waterproof snow boots so we brought our snow boots and we were dry and warm and happy when everybody else was miserable because it really rained it wasn't a sprinkle the streets were flooding it was pouring rain and we were able to run around and do all these rides when everyone else had to go home. So it was an amazing, it was an amazing trip for us. Not so much for the wet people. But anyway, I have my rain suit still. So I'm bringing that. I'm bringing my boots. I'm bringing warm clothes. I hate being cold. I hate being wet. So I'm not, I'm going in prepared. Hopefully it doesn't come to the rain suit because I do look absolutely ridiculous. But... I'm willing to do it. I don't care if I look ridiculous. I'm going to be warm and dry. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it all clears up and it's just sunny and a little cold. We'll see. But follow along in my stories. I'm leaving tomorrow morning for a 24-hour quick adventure at Disneyland. And then I will be home for the rest of the year, which I'm actually looking forward to a little downtime at home. In other Disney news, It's a Small World reopened on Monday, which is so exciting. It was closed November 10th, right before it was scheduled to open for its big holiday debut for Marius Nights. They shut it down because of flooding. Um, on the Disney Parks blog, they just put out an article all about it that I thought was really interesting. So I want to read you parts of it. Um, so it says this attraction means Christmas to the resort. So it gave us something to shoot for it. He's talking about getting it up and running before the holiday season's over, said Jason Tomlin, manager of ride control engineering at the Disneyland Resort. His team of engineers jumped into action with dozens of other cast members as soon as it was discovered that the underground maintenance room of the attraction's loading station called the pit flooded November 10th as the attraction was being refilled. By the time the mishap was noticed, the areas that housed nearly all of the ride control machinery and electrical equipment was submerged under at least seven feet of water. Seven feet of water, that is insane. When I heard it flooded, like the electrical stuff, I was thinking, like, what, a few inches? I did not picture seven feet of water. Um, so... It goes on to say, when I first heard about it, I thought that can't be right. You had to see it to believe it, said Medina, senior manager for facilities asset management, who coordinates the rec who coordinated the recovery effort among nearly 20 different teams. So they had a ton of people working to fix this. Um, they asked their team to try to get it fixed within four weeks and... They worked round the clock. It says the first step was to pump out more than 200,000 gallons of water from the 57-year-old attraction and deem the area safe before the damage could even be evaluated. 
That's insane. With the kickoff of the holidays just hours away, I didn't think you could have planned this to happen at a worse time, Jason said. In fact, as celebrities were taping their segments for the Wonderful World of Disney Magical Holiday Celebration TV special, in the glow of thousands of lights from the attraction, a giant dehumidifier had been lowered via crane to dry out the area. The teams began inspecting equipment to determine what parts could be cleaned and salvaged and what needed to be replaced, a task complicated by the global supply chain challenges. So they, man, they had a hard time getting this fixed. It was a huge undertaking. It goes on to say, since many spare parts kept in the pit were also ruined, the team reached out to It's a Small World Partners, reached out to It's Small World of Partners. Oh, I get it. They reached out to their small world of partners at Disney theme parks around the world, among other resources, to find essential parts. It's usually, it truly was a team effort for everyone focusing on the same goal. As a result, work that was initially expected to take several months was completed in less than four weeks. It's such an iconic piece for the holidays, and not having it would have been heartbreaking, especially after the last year we've had. Meanwhile, cast members stationed outside the attraction worked for weeks to alleviate guest disappointment by offering to take their photos against the iconic facade, pin trading and even creating a sea of bubbles for children to play in. When I shared with a group of cast members that we can now tell guests that the attraction is reopening, they all lit up with excitement, said Tyler Carter, production manager of Fantasyland Attractions. Nobody thought it was possible. It really is a Christmas miracle. So that's crazy. I didn't realize the damage was that bad, but apparently it was very bad. And I'm really glad that it's up and running now so that some people will be able to experience the attraction during the holidays. And I'm going to be back there, so I'll get to ride it. I'm super happy about that. I didn't think that would happen this year. So I'm excited to be able to ride It's a Small World Holiday, which is my favorite way to experience It's a Small World. I think it's better the holiday version than the original. So I will be putting that on my stories as well. I'm excited. One more thing I want to talk about. Disneyland announced that they're having some after hours parties coming up next year. So they're going to be having Disneyland After Dark Sweethearts Night, uh, which is kind of a Valentine themed celebrating sweethearts. They've got a special themed fireworks show, projections on the castle, um, a lot of the Disney couples will be out, fun photo ops, decor, food. That's happening on select nights in February. They're having a Disney After Dark Villains Night. Only two nights for the Disneyland Villain Night. It's happening March 8th and March 10th at California Adventure. You'll get to party with some of Disney's most mischievous misfits at Disney California Adventure Park. Uh, so that's going to be happening and also Disney After Dark Star Wars Night is May 3rd, 4th, and 27th at Disneyland. So that'll be exciting for all of the Star Wars fans. These are all special, specially priced tickets that are in addition to your park ticket if you're trying to go during the day and to the party. You don't have to have both, but if you're trying to spend the day at Disneyland, then you'll have to have the park ticket to stay just like you would at Marius Nights or Oogie Boogie Bash, or you can just buy the ticket separately, which I would recommend. If you're going for one of the parties, I would have a rest day and then do the party instead of a Disneyland day. So tickets for the Sweethearts Night, which is happening February 1st, 3rd, 8th, 10th, and 14th will go on sale December 9th, no earlier 
then noon Pacific Standard Time. For the Disney Villains Night and the Star Wars Night, they will go on sale beginning January 11th. You can find more information on the Disney Parks blog website. Just search for like Disney Villains or Disneyland Sweethearts Night, stuff like that. Um, I will not be attending any of those. They don't appeal to me for some reason. I don't know. I'm really excited about Oogie Boogie Bash and Marius Nights, but those other ones don't get me excited. So I'm not going, but I think they'll be great. If they get you excited, if they make you happy, go for it. I support you. I'm sure it'll be amazing. Um, but they just don't, they don't do anything for me. So anyway, I think they'll be great though. Okay, that's lots of exciting Disney news that we had to cover. Exciting stuff. Let's take a quick break, and when I come back, I will have Miley with me, and I'm really excited for her to share all of her unseen magic during the holidays. She has a lot of good stuff. I think you're going to love her. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mix In Some Magic. holidays are almost here and if you're still looking for gift ideas I am coming to your rescue because I love you you're welcome I have created a whole list of 50 items that any Disney fan would love to have most of them you can get on Amazon a lot of them you can get on Etsy which is great because I love supporting small businesses especially during this time of year my very favorite Disney candles are on this list they're from Morton Co candles they're Disney inspired scents. So I love them. They're really fun, especially for Disney fans. So they have ones like inspired by the Haunted Mansion or Pirates of the Caribbean. They have one called Main Street Bakery that is absolutely amazing, especially for the holidays. It's got like a cinnamon and a vanilla, but it really does smell like you're walking down Main Street. I love all of their candles. I'm actually going to be giving one away during my December Magic Mail giveaway. So whoever wins will get to choose which candle they want. I'll send it right to their house. There's lots of choices. So if you're interested in signing up for that, all you have to do is be a part of my newsletter. When you're a part of my newsletter, you're automatically signed up for my giveaway every month. I choose somebody randomly and I send them Magic Mail because it's fun. I actually was kind of toying with the idea of sending two people magic mail in December because it's Christmas. So we'll see. I haven't decided yet. Anyway, I will put a link in the show notes to my newsletter so you can sign up for that. I'll put a link in the show notes to my gift list for Disney fans so you can check that out. There's lots of fun ideas on there. I'm sure you'll be able to find something for your Disney-loving friends, family, or maybe yourself. Sometimes we got to buy ourselves a little something special. You've been working hard all year. You deserve it. <laughs> Go check out the list. I think you'll love it. Hi, Miley. Are you there? I'm here. Oh, good. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, it's so fun to do it again. I'm excited. I know. Welcome back. So Miley has been here before, but why don't you reintroduce yourself? 
Sure. Um, so my name is Miley. I have and love or obsession, as people will say, of Disney. We go a lot. We used to be annual pass holders. Um, and that started about, I guess, three, four years ago. And then we started going a ton. And um, my whole family loves to go. My husband, I'm kind of unique in that way. My husband likes to go with me just as much as I do. So that's fun. Um, and we are taking our family next week for Christmas to Disney World. So we're really excited about that. We've never done Disney World at Christmas time. So that will be fun. That um, will be so fun. I'm jealous. Yes, I'm very excited to check out all of their Christmas decor and foods and all of the fun stuff there. Um, and then this, as far as my um, Instagram account, I have, it's called the unseen magic. I started it with a friend and we just love looking in the parks for all of the details and basically just unseen magic that people don't often notice. And we like to share that with people so people can have things to just notice some of the magical details that are in the parks. I love it. That's awesome. So I will put your the link to your Instagram in the show notes so Perfect. people can check you out because you always have really fun, interesting things that most people do miss. There's so many things that are are missed, especially when it's crowded and you're rushing to other things. But Disney has some amazing details. It is true. They are masters of details. <laughs> well, Miley is going to share some hidden magic Disney Christmas edition today with us so I'm really excited so tell me though I know we were just at Disneyland together a few weeks ago and Mm -hmm. what was your favorite thing about the holidays at Disneyland oh gosh um favorite thing for this trip I would say was kind of discovering some of the food I've never really been like a Disney foodie I kind of stuck to our I don't know our regular standard places we'd eat at Alien Pizza Planet we'd eat at the um, the Mexican restaurant, I'd grab a churro and a pretzel, but I think going with all these other ladies and people knowing about some more of the food, like trying some of the different unique snacks that were there during the holidays. I think that was probably the highlight of my trip this time. Yeah, that was fun. I love that Disneyland brings out different foods for the different seasons. That's fun. Yeah, it does make it fun, especially when you go often enough, especially locals that are there a lot, having new food to try is always fun. Yeah, it is fun. I love it. Okay, let's talk about Unseen Magic at Disneyland at Christmas time. Okay, so I kind of just, as I was looking through, basically what I did is I scrolled through all my, I always take so many pictures whenever I'm in the parks, just because I'm always noticing little things. So I kind of was scrolling through and I just kind of put it in different, uh, the different lands. And so I guess we'll, I, we'll start with kind of with Main Street and work our way around a little bit to the different lands in the park. So awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. So Main Street, I feel like there's, I mean, there's the obvious stuff there in the parks at the Christmas, the trees, um, the lights, there's the garlands on Main Street. But I think the one kind of couple unique things on Main Street are, and I think you and I noticed this when we were walking down the gaslit lanterns that are on line Main Street. So those are always there and they're always um, have like a flame in them, but I think they just look more part with, they have the wreaths around them and they just kind of create this like Christmassy glow in them. So noticing those little flame lit lanterns on the line main street, I think it's just a unique added detail down there. Yeah. That's um, awesome. I don't remember noticing them before, but when they have the wreaths on them, then you notice them and it's really yeah. fun. Yeah, it seems to belong more or it's just more noticeable when those wreaths are there. The other yeah. thing that's on Main Street that's kind of fun is if you, and I think this is some, and just one thing that people don't either do or notice 
as often are the Main Street vehicles that are up and down Main Street. So the horse drawn one at Christmas time, if you notice the horses, they usually have their hair like in a fan or their mane, I guess it's not hair, their manes <laughs> in like a fancy like braid or they have like poinsettias or like red and green tassels or bows. So that's kind of fun that they sort of dress up the horses for Christmas. And I think it's cute. cute. Yeah, I yeah. hadn't noticed that at all. Yeah, that's fun. So that's kind of, I mean, Main Street, there's so much to see on there just with the general, like I said, the garlands and the trees and stuff. But those are kind of my two like different kind of unique things that people may miss. So in the same with Fantasyland, I feel like there's not a ton, like in the traditional little area, like where Peter Pan and Pinocchio is, there's not a ton of extra decorations besides the castle right there, um, which the castle is always fun and pretty. But where I noticed the most was back by Small World. Um, all of, they have these big, like, I think they're blue lamp posts that are from like the storybook land canal boats all the way back to small world. And they had these big wreaths on them and they were all decorated for different like countries or cultures that are represented in the small world, right? Like a couple of them that I noticed had like little miniature red phone booths, like the ones you would find in England on them. Oh, yeah. There was one that had wooden shoes from Holland. And then there was one that looked like it was depicting like Mexico. It had pinatas and like colorful guitars. So there were tons of those wreaths around. So those were kind of fun to look at and try to guess what countries or cultures were being represented by the decorations in those. That um, is really cool. I saw the wreaths, but I didn't put it together that they were you know, representing different countries. That's yeah, there were some that were really obvious. Like I think the one from China was pretty obvious. Like some of them I didn't even notice until I got at home and was like zooming in on my pictures that I didn't see like the wooden shoes. I didn't notice those ones before until I got home and was looking or the phone booths on the England one. So you have to kind of look for them, but they're just fun because they're all unique and different. And that I just, love, yeah. And that area back there by small world. I mean, if people don't know about the, when seeing it lit up, that is just, it's, I think that's probably one of my favorite, like big main attraction in Disneyland. Cause there's the tree, there's the castle, but I think the small world lit up at night is that's my favorite, most like magical part of that park. Yes. It is pretty impressive to see. Yeah. It's so spectacular. And and then they do the lighting that comes on, I, I think 515. And then every 30 minutes, they do a projection show on the facade of Small World. And it has different like holiday scenes and music and stuff that goes every 30 minutes. And so that's fun to watch too. That is fun. I wonder why they don't do more decorations in Fantasyland. Because all the other lands have decorations, but Fantasyland doesn't. I know. And they have such cute little, like there will be such great places to do garlands and lights and things on like Pinocchio and Snow White and Peter Pan, all those little buildings have such cute little facades they could do so much. So I don't know why they don't, but it's definitely lacking right there in that little circle area. There's not as much decorations going on. But another fun one that we went on together was the Storybook Land Canal boats. And so that one has all of the, if people haven't done that right, it has all the little miniature villages of different stories and characters. Um, And their little houses were decorated with little tiny wreaths and garlands. The lampposts had little like bows on them. So that was really fun to see anything tiny, I think is always so cute. So that was fun just in general anyways, but then the added Christmas decor and that was fun to see. Yes. I loved that. It was so cute. And I really didn't realize that they did that at the holiday. So you were telling me about it. And so yeah. we decided we had to go and see it. And it was well worth it. It really was. Yeah. Such a fun, such a fun thing to check out. So then from there back in Toontown, which is always one of my favorite areas for all the fun details. And I'm so curious to see what they're going to do with the refurbishment that they're doing next year 
in Toontown. I hope they don't change it too, too much. It definitely needs a little refresh, but I hope they keep like the cartoony fun details back there because I love that so much. I know. Me too. It is very cute. Um, so a couple of things in Toontown that I like. So over where like there's the fire station for Toontown. So the garlands, I'm always a big noticer of garlands and wreaths because they usually have unique details that are themed to that particular area. So like the one above the fire station has like a fire hose and fire hydrants wound all through the garland. Oh, cute. In that same building is where like the post office is. It has a wreath full of stamps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the factory where I can't remember if it's called like the, if it's a firework factory or the TNT factory. Yeah. I know I what you're talking about. Where that one's called, but, and I didn't notice this till I kind of zoomed in on it either. It has a wreath and it has like fireworks in it, which I noticed, but then some of the like round ball ornaments are like smashed in the ornament, which I thought was cute. <laughs> like they've been That's blown up. So clever. <laughs> yeah. Love that it. one was cute. And then there's the gym that's right there and it's got like boxing gloves and a bat and all different kinds of sporting goods and equipment and different kinds of balls like baseballs and volleyballs and things like that. Um, So pretty much just all of the houses there have these different garlands in them. They're, you know, either the color of the character like Donald's are blue and orange. Um, Mickey and Minnie have their own cute little trees in their yard, which are fun. And one other thing that I absolutely loved was that on all of the lamp posts, they have these giant bows, these red bows that are all like poofy and just so cute, very cartoon looking. And so I loved all of the details there in Toontown so much to see there. Yeah, they really go all out with the decorations in Toontown. And I think a lot of people miss it if you don't have little kids or some people just don't enjoy the rides in Toontown and so they skip it completely but you really miss out if you don't go visit Toontown during the holidays I agree and anytime because it's so fun anytime there's so much to look at and there yes the rides back there I mean there's the little coaster Roger Rabbit oh and Roger Rabbit I don't know if people notice this but up above his ride he's like coming out of a wreath and he's dressed in a Santa Claus suit so Roger oh, Rabbit's yeah. with the Santa. <laughs> so that was kind of cute so yes it's definitely worth a walk back there it kind of seems like it's back far out of the way and if you don't have little kids but it's definitely worth a walk through for sure so much fun stuff back there yeah I agree and then um over in Frontierland you and I kind of did a quick walk through over there the one thing that stood out to me over there was the music and often throughout the parks, the music does change when you walk from different land to land. So you feel like you're in that particular area. But I noticed the Christmas music, particularly in Frontierland, was like a twangy country Christmas. Not too twangy, but just enough to make it feel like it was right there in Frontierland. A lot of guitar. I just thought the music was very well themed for Frontierland. I thought it was very cute. Oh, that's awesome. I did not even notice. Oh, really? Yeah. And then... um there again there's like really pretty garland from the mexican restaurant back to the bathrooms or where you can walk from Fantasyland and cut through right there mm-hmm. there is a pretty garland in there that's really it's like a creamy white and it has bright colored like guitars and different like things that are i don't know I'm trying to remember what else was in it but just bright colored things in this creamy white garland so it was just kind of different unique not your traditional green garland so that one was really pretty that is pretty i love that yeah um let's see and then we'll jump over to Adventureland. um over there this there's a tree above the jungle cruise where the stroller parking is and it's made of like metal and it has like these palm leaves on it has a garland made of bananas there's like some fish skeletons some lanterns like candles and coconut shells it just has really unique particularly I themed items that are relatable to jungle cruise right there. So it's just a really cute, fun tree that's up above. It's on the roof of that stroller parking 
area. Yes. I noticed that. And then when we were there last week, we went upstairs, the line of the jungle cruise took us mm-hmm. upstairs. And so we got to walk right oh, by right? it, which was oh, fun awesome. to see it up close. Yeah, that would have been fun. I didn't, yeah, I didn't do that when we were there. So that would be fun to get that different perspective. And then somebody, I didn't personally see this. I wish I would have, but I just saw somebody post that was there. So the little man of Disneyland, his little house that's in that tree by Indiana Jones. Yes. You've seen that. It's decorated for Christmas. He has like a little wreath and garland around his cute little house right there. He does? And, oh, man, yes. I love that. I know. I wish I would have seen it. I saw somebody post a picture and I was so sad that I missed seeing that. But so if anyone goes and you have a chance, it's at that tree. There's a big tree right by the entrance before you go to, into Indiana Jones. You kind of have to look around the corner. It's at the base of the tree. There's a little door and um, like a window. And I guess he's got a little wreath and some Christmas decorations on there. So that seemed like that was cute. That is so cute. Like yeah. who is in charge of thinking of those things? I, I don't know. It. I want that job though. I think it would be so fun. <laughs> You'd be good at that job. <laughs> um, and then over New Orleans Square, there's not a, I mean, they have really pretty decorations in there. They have really pretty garlands, really pretty lights. They do have that giant masquerade, like mask that's up in one of the garlands there. Um. But one of my favorite things over there is there's a big tree in front of the um, French market restaurant and it doesn't, it's a huge tree and they don't put lights in it, but it has, I think three or four of these big wooden Santas that are kind of in like this crescent moon shape. So they're better seen like during the day because it's not lit at night, but I don't think many people notice them because it's kind of, they're just kind of almost hidden hanging in this big tree, but they're these really pretty wooden Santa ornament kind of things hanging in that big tree. Oh yeah, those are cool. Yeah. And then the Haunted Mansion obviously is always fun with the Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, so so much to see in there, but a couple of my favorite things just waiting in the queue for that ride. I love the music that they play with the Nightmare Before Christmas. It's like this like mystical, like I don't know, enchanting, relaxing music. It makes you not feel bad if you have to wait in line for a long time because it's, it's so like calm. a music box. It of. is. Yeah. My sister, yeah, we found the music actually and it is. It's a music box. And so I love listening to that. And the other thing, right as you get, so when you're in the line and right when you get to the building, I don't know if people have noticed, there's like a, it almost looks like a birdhouse on the wall yeah. right there. It has like a little Christmas wreath on it. So they decorate that little tiny house, birdhouse for Christmas. Okay. One last thing over in Disneyland and then we'll jump over to California adventure really quick. So over in Critter country, such a tiny little area back there, but that's another one where I feel like they pack in a ton of really fun details all the time. But you actually pointed this out to me, the rabbit and Winnie the Pooh's trees that are in Pooh's corner, the store there that are the rabbit's trees decorated with carrots and like cabbages. And then Pooh's tree has like dripping honey, especially down around the base, like run, like honey is running out of his tree. And I just thought those details on those were just amazing. Yes. They're so cute. And sometimes you miss it, especially if it's crowded in the shop, but they are so cute. Yes. Those are really cute. So those are kind of my top things over at Disneyland that I noticed. And then Jumping over to California Adventure, I mean, Cars Land definitely like steals the show over there. They are always so well done with their decorations in that area. So many details, so many things to see. Um, So I just thought I'd pick a couple that people may miss. Um, One of my favorites is the big Horn of Plenty that's over by the exit of Luigi's ride and that is always there but they do change it like at halloween it's different and at christmas it's full of like giant christmas lights giant spark plugs and oil cans and it's all 
lights up at night. And so it's really pretty. And so that one's kind of fun to find. Um, and that one's easy to miss. If you yes. don't go back there, then you would totally not see it. I think now that they have, especially the, so the walkway now you can, that was closed off for so long while they were building adventures campus. So nobody ever walked away. Now that you can get through more people may walk back that way, but it is kind of there at that exit and it's kind of tucked in this little corner. So yeah, it's not as easy to find. So that is one that people might miss for sure. Um, and then across from the Ouija's is that Ramon's body shop. It's a little gift shop right there. It's the one that, so in the windows there, there's all those car hoods that are painted and they all have hidden Mickey's on them. Have you ever looked for those? No, I haven't seen those. Oh, they're, they're really hard to find, but they're, so there's like these display windows and there's like, I don't know how many, six maybe. And so that's like a car hood and they have paint, they're painted with different, I don't know, stripes or different things on them. And they all have a hidden Mickey on them. And some of them are really, really hard to find. So that's that's a fun thing to do to look for those but I noticed when I was there the garland that they have on there has little like Christmas ball ornaments and the ornaments have the same like striping on painted on them like the car hoods which I thought that was just clever that they is cute. <laughs> yeah so they match the car striping on the hoods there so that was fun um another one of my favorite ones there is the there's a wall just, I think it's just after Mater's before you get to Luigi that has these movie posters and they change them throughout the seasons too. It's like for Christmas ones, they have like coolant runnings instead of cool runnings, the lug nut cracker instead of the nut cracker. So there's like four or five, I think there's four of them right there. They're cute photo ops. You could stand there and take your picture, but it's just fun to notice. And they're a clever take on words for the different movies. I think there's one that says snowy instead of frosty. So those ones are just cute to look at with the different yes. Christmas movies those are fun they are fun and they're always just clever they just I love how they just tie it all back to cars I know yes and then the last one there in cars is again the music and I think we noticed them when we were there so a lot of times it's just regular Christmas carols but there are a few songs that they play that where they change the words to um apply to something with cars like there's oh come all ye truckers instead of oh come all ye faithful <laughs> and then there's one that's hark those diesel engines sing and so I remember listening thinking wait these aren't the words I know but these are <laughs> words that have to do with cars and so that was kind of fun so if you listen for those you might hear those carols that are they've changed the words too <laughs> I love it I love all their details I do too I do too so the other two um areas over in Carsland that I thought were a couple of my favorite ones was the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail area where we went over and met Santa mm -hmm. in there, which I normally wouldn't do because I'm an adult and have adult <laughs> kids. So I wouldn't normally go meet Santa, but it's definitely worth a walkthrough over there. Even if, if the line is short, I would say hop in it. Even you don't, they have the way they have it set up. And now Santa's just standing there behind a table and you can talk to him for a minute, but there's so many cute details in his little like photo area. There's a big map that shows like Santa's flying around these big bags full of Santa's letters to Santa. The trees were so cute decorated. In fact, I saw some ornaments on the trees that I want to try to make. They just used like logs and made Mickey ears, like so, like the head with the ears and they made middle Mickey heads out of logs, like sawed pieces yeah, of logs. I, I took saw a picture that. and showed it to my husband. I was like, hey, we're making these next year. <laughs> it's very so, cute. Yes. Yeah, it's just cute. That's, it's just a, I just thought it was a really cute area. And there's lots of activities. If you do have kids, there's lots of activities to do back there. But even if you don't, it's worth a little like stroll through there. It's pretty quiet and peaceful back there. And I just think it's a fun, pretty area. Yeah, I and agree. Then just across from there or down a little bit is the Russian river store. It's the one where the big giant bears are outside, which those are fun in and of themselves just because they put Christmas sweaters 
on those bears, which I always think is so cute. And I always wonder how they get those on there. <laughs> I know. That how do they cool? do that? I don't know. Pieces, I guess. But so those are cute. So the store that's where those bears are, I just, it's one of my favorite gift shops and it has just really cute, like vintagey kind of decor in there. Like they have popcorn ball garland. There's like a rack with like wooden skis. Um, and then there was one that I thought was so cute. If you go in there and can try to find this, it's by where there's a display case where they have like old fishing reels. And right by that, there's this little miniature Santa in a sleigh with like his reindeer. It's kind of in one of the garland. It's just this little tiny Santa and sleigh with his reindeer. And I just thought it was so cute and just so vintage. I feel like that's just so in right now, all that kind of 1950s classic decor. And that's what this store is just full of. And I just want to, it's one of my favorite stores anyways, but at Christmas, it's probably one of my favorites with all their garland and decor that they have in there. I totally missed going in there. Now I'm so bummed. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorites. I always try to go in there. And I also I do like the one over across from Soren too. I think that one's cute. But the one where the bears are is my favorite gift shop over there. It's just it's always so cute. Well, I noticed maybe you're going to talk about this, but I noticed when I was there last time that in the trees right near um, Grizzly River Run at night, they have jars hanging in the trees that have lights in them. Just these yes. jars that are like stuffed full of holiday lights. And I thought yep. it was such a cute touch. Yeah, I love those. Yeah, those are very cute. And it's almost like it's like little fireflies kind of in there. There's these little jars with the lights in them. Yeah, those are darling. Um, and over there too, oh, over by the, across from there, and just before you go on the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail, there is more bears that's from there from, I think it's from the, uh, what's that movie, Brother Bear? And the bears are dressed up on that one too. Oh, so yeah. Those ones are cute. Yeah, those are cute. So, um, and the other, I think the one, I mean, there's so many things, always so many lights, so many trees um, over by the pier where you can, where they have like the Chinese restaurant and the Mexican restaurant, again, with the garlands, just notice the garlands there. They're usually themed to the restaurants. Like by the Chinese restaurant, they have like Chinese takeout containers in the mm -hmm. garland. The one by the um, sourdough bread bakery place has like bread in the garlands. Like they just are so clever at tying in the themes to where they're, where they're at all those little details. Yeah. I didn't um, notice any of those. Yeah, I we kind of I didn't take pictures of them on this trip because we just we I think we zipped in there and ate dinner that one night and then we weren't I think it was dark when we were in there. But I noticed it the year before. I'm assuming those are still the same there. I'm sure they just keep those decorations the same, but they do really cute um garlands in there with all the restaurants and the different themes that they're in there. Um and I would say the one last thing at Cal well, I don't know if it's last, but one last thing to mention at California Adventure is gonna be the don't miss the um oh gosh, now I'm not gonna remember the name. The Viva is it Viva Navidad? Is that the show? Yes. Little yes. show that we went to. I just thought that was it's kind of like a parade, but it doesn't really move. So you kind of get a spot in the little area where it sets up. But I just loved the colors and the music and the dancers and the there was so much going on and so much to see and so many cute characters and different costumes. And I just loved that so much. I thought it was so fun and so festive. And so make sure you check your app and see what time that's at. And I don't really think it's something you have to 
line up a ton before, wouldn't you say like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes before we were able to get a spot pretty Yeah, good? they they have like five or six showings every day, which is nice. Yeah. So then you don't feel like you have to get there four hours ahead of time to yeah. save a spot. Save a spot. I just thought that one was so fun and so cute to see. And it's not super long and there's, I think whether you have little kids or not, there's a lot going on to keep people entertained and it's short. And like, you don't have to sit there and wait for hours and to get a good spot. So I would highly recommend trying to catch that little show. I thought that one was so cute, but mm-hmm. I do love Chris. I think Christmas, I, when people ask if, when's my favorite time to go, I would say Halloween is so fun. Like I love going at Halloween. It's so fun, but Christmas is just so magical. I feel like it's just a different they're both so different. I just like they do such a good job at making it feel so cozy and so homey and just Christmassy. Yeah, they really go all out for Christmas and I love it. Yeah, I do too. I feel like you could spend so many days in there looking for, I don't know, you could just look at, spend so much time looking at everything. And I always tell people, look up, look down, look all around and then listen. There's just so many things. When I was there um, last week, then I just happened to be over near Santa and it was getting dark and he was closed for the night. Like they were just finishing up, but it was over in um, Frontierland, not Frontierland, Critter Country by Splash Mountain. And all of a sudden some snow just started right by Santa. Oh, that's this, I've never seen it there before, but they had this little snowfall just for a couple minutes right by Santa. And it was so magical. I didn't know what was going to happen. And it was just, I was in the right place at the right time. Oh, I love that. I think that's a perfect word to describe it is, is just magical. And I, I had somebody message me um, on my Instagrams asking, I know there's been a lot of people that are, you know, have started to become a little disenchanted with some of the changes and all the things that are going on. And somebody said, did you still find magic in the parks? And I said, absolutely. I, a hundred percent did. I think that, yeah, you can be unhappy with some of the, maybe the little details or changes or whatever that are going on. But I feel like when you're in the parks, it doesn't feel different. And I think that some people are starting to wonder if it does. And for me, I felt the same that it's stayed magical. I felt the magic. I thought that it was, like you said, it's just all these like fun little details and the snow falling and the projections or the lights or whatever it is. And the music just makes it feel Christmassy and magical. And I just love it so much. Yeah, I agree. I don't feel like it's lost any of its magic. Mm-mm. No, no. When people ask me that, I, I say no, for sure. Maybe it's because, it. maybe it's because we just want to see it, but either way. It's and there. I do feel like that too, kind of. And I was kind of, you know, we messaged back and forth a little bit and I kind of said, you'll see what you want to see. Like you can go with a bad attitude, I guess, and look for negative things, but I still think that's hard to find negative things when you're there in the parks, other than like crowds or I don't know, those little things that sometimes may be annoying, but just in general, I feel like being in the parks is still the same and it still feels magical. And it's just, I don't know. It's a great place to be. I agree. I've had people message me complaining about how it's so expensive now to go, Yeah, which it is. But then, you know, like my son just bought a day pass to go skiing later in the year mm-hmm. and that was $120 and he doesn't get to be there for 12 to 15 yeah. hours. I and agree. if you go to a concert, you're going to pay the same amount. Or if you go see yeah. a Broadway show or things like that, I mean, everything's just more expensive now. And I feel like you get a ton of value from visiting Disneyland because everything's included. You get these amazing shows and you get all yeah. these decorations and you can meet Santa and the characters yeah. and it's all included. 
I agree. I've had the exact same conversations with people. How much are you going to pay to go to a concert that you get for two hours? Or yeah, we've had the exact same conversation. The amount of entertainment and value you get for what you're paying for a one day ticket or if you three days or whatever is just, it's so worth it. There's so, you get so much for your money and yes, you do have to buy food while you're in there. And I just don't think the food is like that overpriced. I think it's, and I think it's, they've upped their quality of their food in the last several years. And it's, I just think they've done a good job with that. And I agree. I don't think it's for what you're getting. I do not think it's overpriced. Yeah, I agree. The food is a little expensive, but the quality has gone way up over the last few years. You still can't get a good hamburger, though. I agree. I agree. My uh, So when we were there for Christmas... We were there in November a couple years ago and the Red Rose Tavern had this like pastrami burger. I'm not a huge pastrami fan, but my husband and our friend that we travel with, they, we ate there twice. They said that was like the best burger, one of the better burgers that they've had like anywhere, let alone in Disneyland. So they can do it, but it it is hard to find a good burger in the parks. I agree. That is the one thing that they are lacking on. (laughs) And the drinks there are very expensive. So we found if we want to save money, we just get their water cups, which are free because the drinks, I think they're like almost $5 for a bottle of soda. Yeah. Yeah. It is crazy. Especially when you're traveling with a family, that's where that kind of stuff adds up. When we went to Disney world in the summer with our family, we had, I guess there was just four of us, but I thought if I'm spending $15 every time we buy water and in the middle of the summer, you need to buy water. Like I was like, I'm going to spend a hundred dollars on water every single day. So Yeah. Taking your cup. We bought refillable water bottles. We tried to do whatever we could to save some money that way. So that kind of stuff does add up for sure if you've got a group, but there are ways to be frugal and to save money on those kinds of things too. When we were leaving Disneyland, like we were driving out of town, we stopped at a gas station and I ran inside and bought two bottles of soda and it was like $5 (laughs) or less. And I was like, yeah, I felt like I was stealing something. I'm like, I feel like he didn't charge us. This Don't right? think he rang up our drinks. This can't be right. And my husband's yeah, like, it's just because they're charging us normal prices now. You're not used yeah. to it. I know. We're out of the Disney bubble with their astronomical prices on drinks. I do agree. That is one thing that is very overpriced. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> well, I feel like now I need to go back again the holidays so I can see everything that you just told me about I know I felt the same as I was I always do that when I start looking through my pictures then I get like the excitement and the antsiness of wanting to go again but since we are going to Disney World we leave on Saturday and we'll be there for a week so I am so excited to check out all of their all of their details like I said never been there during Christmas time at all so it's going to be overload for me (laughs) that's going to be so fun Yeah, I'm really excited. Well, thanks for coming on and sharing all this fun stuff with us. Yeah, of course. It's always fun to talk with you. And I always love talking to a fellow Disney lover about anything. So (laughs) me too. (laughs) Well, everybody go and follow Miley on her Unseen Magic Instagram account. I'll put it in the show notes. But you have another Instagram account too, right? I do. Yeah, right. I have, um, it's called the Beaded Windmill. I do a couple of things with that. I started out making mask chains. Um, to clip onto your mask, which is especially handy when you're in the parks now because you are taking your mask off and on so much since right now it's only required indoors. And so you're taking your mask off, you're putting it on. Where am I putting this? Is it falling on the ground, getting shoved in my bag? So if you have a mask chain, you can just clip it on and it just hangs around your neck. Um, 
and then it's always there when you need it. So yes. I do that. I used so- one last time and it was so helpful because you're, you know, you're right. in line outside and then all of a sudden you're walking in and the cast members like put on your mask and yeah. if you have to dig through your backpack to find <laughs> your mask. It's annoying. Yeah, no, it is for sure. So, um, so I do that. And then I also have a ride height chart and I have one for Disneyland and Disney world. And so it's basically like a height ruler. It's printed on like a heavy canvas. Um, so you could write on it with like a Sharpie and mark your kids growth as they grow, but you can see it's, um, what rides are tall enough to go on. So like at 32 inches or 40 inches or 42, whatever the height is. And then I have all the rides listed that are at that height. So if your kids are like, when am I tall enough to ride Radiator Springs or when am I tall enough to ride Splash Mountain or whatever it is, then you can mark it on, or you can measure them on these ride height charts. So I have those there too. Oh, I love that. I think that's so cute. That would be a fun little gift to give your kids, especially if you're traveling to Disneyland in 2022 or 2023, then they could even get more excited about their trip. Yep. I think that's a perfect way to announce a trip. Um, I've had people buy them for um, people for like a baby gift. If you have a Disney loving family, like if you're going to a baby gift or for a grandma that loves Disney. So all the grandkids can measure at her house when they come. So lots of fun. It's a fun gift. Um, and for so many reasons, but yeah, especially if you are taking a trip, it's a great one to get your kids excited and see who's tall enough to ride what rides and also to prep them if they are not tall. So there's no disappointment (laughs) too. So if they know, okay, you're not quite tall enough to ride this ride, but that's okay. You will, but just so that there's no disappointment, there's everybody knows what rides to expect, what they can be able to go on. That's such a good idea. Well, I will put a link to that Instagram account too. So people can find you there. Perfect. Sounds good. Okay. Well, you have an amazing time on your Disney world trip. I'll be following along. Okay. I will. I'll post away. (laughs) I can't wait. Well, thanks so much. Yep. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to Miley for coming and sharing all those fun holiday details that can be found around the Disneyland Resort. So much fun. I always love talking to Miley and she's really fun to visit Disneyland with because she points out all these amazing things that I never notice. So I love visiting with her and I'm so glad that she took some time to come and talk to us. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Miley. I forgot to mention that I do have a new post on my website all about Genie Plus that I will update as things go along and as we get more information. But if you're confused about how it works or about what lightning lanes are or about what the free Disney Genie is, all of that information is in that post. So you can go and check it out and read it. And I will keep updating that as things go along and as I learn more about it and as I try it myself so that you can kind of gauge if it's right for you. It might not be. I don't, I don't want people to feel like they have to use it to still have a great time because I know you'll still be able, able to have a great visit even if you don't use Genie Plus, but we'll have more information as things go along. But I will put a link to that in the show notes so you can check that out if you're interested. 
one last thing. I would love it if you would rate and review my podcast. That's how people find me. It really helps me grow and I would appreciate it so much. You are the best. Thank you so much for being here. Follow along with my rainy, merriest night Genie Plus adventures on Instagram. And I will be back next week to tell you all about it. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.